Well, Happy New Year. This is the second day of 2022. I hope you've had a great week. Uh, although this is being pre-recorded, Lord willing, I'm finishing up a five-day retreat in Kenya with missionaries from all over the Arab world. Uh, it's been a great uh, adventurous way to celebrate Christmas and New Year's this year. Soon we'll be taking down all these beautiful Christmas decorations and hunkering in to a year ahead. I honestly don't know how to feel about this year ahead. I, I, I sense that it could be not always an easy year for, for us. Uh, there's going to be a lot of spiritual battle, I sense. Um, certainly we're in the middle of a pandemic with cases spiking again. We don't know what will happen in our world because of the Omicron variant. And our country seems to be plagued with problems right now that, that our leaders just don't seem to know how to solve. But let's not start on a negative note. Uh, all I'm saying is what I feel on my heart right now as we begin this year, I think is going to be mission critical to us, not only surviving a challenging year ahead, but actually thriving in it. Um, every year at the beginning of the year, um, I, I take a card. It's cardstock is about that size. And I write two verses on it that I give to our pastoral team. And, and one of those two verses is the verse I want to talk to you about about this morning and it's taken out of the life of Jesus in fact Luke 5 and verse 16 and it simply says but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed I haven't been able to get away from this verse in my spirit for months now partly because I've been very busy as you have as we're emerging out of COVID, sometimes we're forgetting to live that more simplified life that COVID taught us we could, we, we could, we, we could survive just fine. Some things aren't so important to us as, as we thought in our pre-COVID hecticness. But as we're emerging back into more normal life, the Lord just keeps challenging me with this. It, but Jesus, often, he often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. And it's a stark contrast to the busyness of the previous verse, where Luke says news about Jesus was spreading all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. So the crowds were growing. Jesus' popularity was increasing exponentially. And yet, at the same time, Jesus often withdrew to quite opposite to being surrounded with crowds, to lonely places. Not because he was an introvert, but so that he could pray. And there's a, there's a powerful mandate for us here. You know, sometimes our success is our worst enemy. We, we, start, we start being fruitful. We start doing well. Maybe you're in school. It's been a year and a half now, and you've been pulling nothing but A's and B's. You're really doing well. And so the temptation comes, because you're doing so well, to maybe let off on the homework. Maybe I'll just kind of skimp on the homework because I'm really on a roll right now. Or maybe your business is really growing. And, and the problem is you can just get distracted with all of the, the, the perks and accolades of growth and all of the other issues that growth creates for you. And you can start departing from your core principles as a business and even drifting from your core mission. And, and the same thing can happen in churches. Uh, maybe this is partly why this verse is on my heart because we at Central, this past year, as we've come out of, co coming out of COVID and, and, and seeing more and more people gathering in our live services, uh, we've actually had a few services just recently where I think 
we, we seem to have hit our pre-COVID attendance in terms of live in-person attendees in our two Sunday morning services and still 40, sometimes 50% more people than are live watching us on live stream. And, and our church is growing, our giving's been growing, uh, God's favor seems to be upon us, His presence has been powerful when we've been together. And it's in these times that are so wonderful that like Jesus, the crowds were growing, His popularity was increasing, but He counterintuitively went the other direction. He, he probably had to work, when, when there's crowds just chasing you all the time, he would have had to work even harder to find lonely places so that he could pray. It, it's like withdrawing so that you can advance. And, and this is really on my heart for us right now. I've long believed that, 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 that it's depth before breadth. Uh, men and women of God for, for centuries now have believed that if we take care of the depth of our lives, that God will take care of the breadth of our influence. And when your influence starts growing and things start going well, you're, you're tempted to focus on the breadth and neglect the depth. And as the breadth of Jesus' ministry was growing, and the crowds were everywhere, he did not forget to focus on depth. That's one of the reasons we're starting our very first week of January, starting today, uh, with a week of prayer. We're not even gonna be doing regular church programs this week. We are just gonna focus on our depth. We're gonna, we're gonna come away spiritually to those lonely places. Uh, not engage with the business, busyness of ministry activity and even ministry success, but coming away to lonely places like Jesus did and praying. I'm putting that verse on a card so that our pastoral team will not forget that this year. Um, and, and this is where I want to land with you this morning. Because the thought struck me, what, you know, Jesus was God. So, so why would Jesus need to go to lonely places and, and of all things pray? I thought he was already God. But as I began to think about that, you know, there's some wonderful dynamics that this created in Jesus' life. And they're not unlike the dynamics that can happen in your life and mine this year. First of all, I think Jesus withdrew to lonely places and prayed uh, you know, to foster to, to, to f that relationship with his heavenly Father, to fellowship uh, with his heavenly Father. Uh, Paul calls this when he writes the Corinthian church, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. I mean, what a wonderful thing just to be in the presence of God. Just to take time, not for activity for God only, but intimacy with God first. And intimacy always requires two things. It requires vulnerability and it requires time. So Jesus constantly pulled away and he built intimacy with his heavenly father. He just, he just grew in knowing his heavenly father. Look in fact what he says in verse 55 of John 8. He says to his critics, though you do not know him, I know him. Well, what an incredible thing to be able to say about our lives. Like we really know God because we've been vulnerable with him and we spend time with him. He said, if, if I said I did not, I would be a liar just like you. Oh boy, he was vicious with his critics. But I do know him and obey his word. I do know him and obey his word. It's time together. I found that in my marriage and I have a good marriage, but I... You know, that's the problem. You have a good marriage and you start taking it for granted. And, and uh, my daughter and son-in-law, Meredith and Danny, were just with us with their son, our first 
a little grandson. We, we had the wedding of a niece just before Christmas, so they were in town with us. And, you know, Meredith and Danny used to like to take date nights, just, just to have time together. He's in his third year now of a PhD program. Meredith is an emergency nurse at a hospital in downtown Dallas. And now they have a grandson and one year old, and it just saps up all their time. So they were with us, and even though I had an event at the church I had to be at, uh, Sandy volunteered to take care of the grandson. It was not a hard assignment. And we just sent Meredith and Danny out on a date night because it's just more challenging than ever with all that life brings just to keep working on that marriage. Just even though they have a great marriage, they, we just tried to say, you know, you guys do all you can to get date nights. We want to help you get a date night. When I was pastoring a church at the University of Minnesota, a church I started, it doubled in size in about a year and a half. And the Lord said, I want you to start taking Saturday nights and just having a date with me. And don't pray for the church. Just have time with me. And you know, I still love that. I still love having times with the Lord where I'm not pulling out and reading my prayer list, uh, as important as that is, but, but, but I'm just in His presence. Sometimes just quiet in His presence. Sometimes just listening. Sometimes... Just, you know, putting in my earbuds and, and listening to worship music. Just letting my heart pour out in adoration to God. Not working for God, but enjoying intimacy with God. And I think it was this fellowship with, the whole, with his heavenly father that probably Jesus valued more than anything else. He would withdraw from the crowds. He just wanted to be in the presence of his heavenly father. Let, let's, let's, uh, let's not lose when we were locked down and in shelter in place orders a year and a half ago. I mean, some of us had the time to truly do that. Let's, let's not lose that completely. Jesus regularly looked for lonely places so that he could pray and be with his heavenly father. And, and I, I think then that because of that, uh, this is how Jesus stayed tuned to the voice of God to the voice of his heavenly father. And he would pull away to, to fellowship with his heavenly father, but, but to also stay tuned to God's voice. And there's something about just knowing a person, just being with them a lot. You actually start to think like they do. You actually start to, to sense what's on their heart, and that becomes what's on your heart. It's like it's like an intuition. You know, Paul says that we have the mind of Christ and, and we, we're just needing to know the mind of Christ these days. Uh, we're, we're needing a kind of intuition spiritually so that as we face all of these complex challenges, perhaps ahead of us this year, that, that we've just got this instinct for what God would want in situations. Jesus says, says uh, this in John 5 verse 30, I myself can do nothing. I judge only as I hear. And my judgment is just, I'm right, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. This, this, is, this is the beauty of keeping our ears tuned to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I find if I'm constantly busy, constantly distracted, it seems harder to have a sense of what God is saying and speaking. But as I stay close to him, you start to recognize the mind of Christ. You start to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit. We're going to need that intuition for the Holy Spirit's voice in this year ahead. I, I, I had a meal a few weeks ago with 
with uh, a, a medical doctor and he was a part of Central Assembly a number of years ago when he was a student at the Assembly of God Theological Seminary. His name is Randy. And Randy keeps in touch with me once in a while. When Randy used to be here, we used to have lunch and the big debate was, um, after I'm done seminary, should I go to medical school or should I get my PhD in astrophysics? And he couldn't seem to decide which one. And I'd try to just encourage him, listen to the Holy Spirit. So he decided to do both. After he finished the seminary, he left Springfield, got a PhD in astrophysics. As soon as he got his PhD, he entered medical school, of all things, and has gone through his residency and now is a doctor at a very prestigious hospital in St. Louis. And, and, and he came, and a few weeks ago we were sh sharing a meal, and, and, and we just started talking about hearing God's voice. And I started you know, talking about just what I've been thinking about, about having the mind of Christ. And, and, and I, I know what it is for God just to you know, speak to me once in a while really clearly. But, but I was thinking about instinct, what it is just to kind of know what's on God's mind, just because you live close to him. And, and, and he said, he suddenly lit up and he said, that's exactly what we experience in medicine. When we were just new residents, fresh out of medical school, we'd walk into a patient's room and we walk out and you know, your mind's going a hundred directions. Like, well, it could be this, it could be that, or maybe we ought to treat him this way, but maybe we ought to treat that person this way. But he said, I noticed that the experienced seasoned doctors that have been around this for a long time, they'd walk out and he said about two thirds of the time, they just intuitively knew what the problem was and how to treat it. And, and I go, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. As we just spend time in the presence of God, as we just abide in God's word, as we just stay close to him, I believe there's a sense. Jesus said, I judge rightly. Why? Because he knew what was on his father's heart. When you know somebody well, you, you, you almost can tell what they're thinking already. And, and, and this, is, this is what I hope can happen in my life, in the lives of our pastoral staff team members, and in every one of your lives this year. To pull away, he, he looked. When the crowds were growing, he kept looking for lonely places, Jesus did, to pray. So he could fellowship with his heavenly father and so that he could stay attuned to his voice and, and of course, so that he could prepare for public ministry because that's what came next. There, there's an amazing verse in, 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 in Luke 2, a set of verses where, where it tells us that one of those days, verse 12 of Luke 6, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and he spent the whole night praying to God. And then two things happened after that. First of all, he must have encountered, you know, the mind of his heavenly father. Because the next thing he does, when morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them. So they also designated him as apostles. This would be a very significant decision in Jesus' ministry. Who do I draw closest to me? And after spending all night in prayer, he, he had a sense of, of what the mind of his heavenly father was. And he chose 12 out of the larger group of disciples. But then it says, verse 17, he went down with them and stood on a level place. And a large crowd of his disciples was there and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem and from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And listen to this, those troubled by impure spirits were cured and people were trying to touch him. Why? Because power was coming out of him and healing them all. And I just believe that there was something about the power of the Holy Spirit that flowed through Jesus' life that was related 
to the lonely places he found to be in the presence of God. And I just sense God wants to multiply our outreach, our ministries, our fruitfulness as a church this year. I believe he wants to multiply the fruitfulness of your life, power flowing out of you. Everywhere in our culture today, we're hearing about worker shortages and supply chain problems. But I want to tell you, there need not to be a supply chain problem when it comes to the power of the Holy Spirit flowing through us. And we regenerate, we renew, we refresh. We, we prepare ourselves to be ready in public ministry, to, to know how to speak the right things at the right time, to know how to influence, to know how to volunteer in ministry, to, 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 to know how to be great workers in the workplace, great students at school. There's no supply chain problem because we have the Holy Spirit. He can supply everything that needs to flow out of us to touch other people's lives. And so we, we're dedicating this week to prayer every day, uh, Monday through, through uh, Friday, there will be the sanctuary open. Uh, we'll have worship music on in there. You're just welcome to come in and spend time in the presence of God, getting away from maybe work or family for a while, finding that lonely place to be with God. If you want to come to the church from 11.30 to, to 1.30 each noon hour, uh, we encourage you to do that. This Wednesday night, we're not doing our regular programming, but we will invite you as an individual or as a family unit to come and meet with the pastor. They will minister, give you, give you communion, and then pray personally. Take time to pray for you. Uh, we're going to do that Wednesday night. We're just going to come away and meet with God this week. And I encourage you all to fast too this week. If you can fast a day or a meal, because in our prayer gathering this Sunday night, our worship and prayer night, second Sunday of the month, we always do this and it's the end of our prayer week. We're gonna be spending the last half of our prayer meeting uh, just praying for any, anointing with oil and praying for any of you who want prayer for healing. We'll have a large group of our pastors and, and, and prayer ministers uh, there and we, we'll just be giving, after some other prayer focuses, we'll give the whole second half of the service just to worshiping and allowing any of you who would like prayer. And we believe just like power flowed from Jesus who just lived close to his heavenly Father. Power is going to come forth this year. Power will come forth Sunday night and, and bring healing. And I, I just believe this is our key. That's why I'm giving our staff team that little card. On this white card, I'm going to put that the first of the two verses I'm going to put. The second verse I'm going to give our staff team, I'll preach on next Sunday morning at the end of our week of prayer, our last day of the week of prayer. We, we just want to be finding those lonely places and being with the Lord. Our Father, we thank you for this year. We, we give you all the uncertainties, all the fears, and but we thank you that we have a place in your presence with you, that we can hear your voice, that you can empower us to be sufficient for whatever opportunities you give us this year, for whatever it takes to win the spiritual battles and to navigate uncertainty. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your voice. Thank you for your power. Thank you for how Jesus found all of those things. And we just pray we will find them as we start together this brand new year. In Jesus' name, amen.